This is Left, Right, and Center, our regular Wednesday feature. We are joined this morning, as we are most Wednesdays, by Robert Metz and Jeffrey Schlemmer. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning to you. Now, I understand there is an issue of some uh, contention between the two of you. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to find out where you would disagree on this. Uh, it, it, is, it has to do with the march today, the march uh, challenge to end male violence. We are told in the free press today, and this is a statistic that troubles me on a couple of levels, that... Stats Canada in 1993 released a study that said 50% of all women have been abused by the age of 16. Um, there's a lot of question as to just what the definition of abuse is, but that's perhaps neither here nor there today. The reality is that it's a, an important issue for many people in our community, and there is a march occurring today. Jeff, you're going to be in the march. Um, why is this important to you? Well, the thing I like about this march is that it's for high school kids, and uh, it is something that takes place across Ontario, and uh, basically it's to encourage high school kids to think about male violence. And aside from the fact that I, I obviously support the idea that uh, people should be aware that there is a problem with male violence out there still that we have, you know, it seems like every week or two we're reading about another murder-suicide happening. Mm -hmm. uh, aside from that, I, I, just, I like the idea that it's aimed at the high school students and that it encourages them to take an interest in their community, to think about social issues, and to take some responsibility for the kind of community they want to live in. Now, Bob, what's wrong with that? It sounds pretty uh, mom's apple pie to me. Why would I want anyone thinking about male violence? Uh, why? What's the issue? Um, do females not perpetrate violence? Are males not the victims of violence equally? Uh, why is this such a sexist thing? I, I don't understand what the impetus is behind that. Why not go on march against violence? And even there, I'd say, well, what's the point? Uh, what are you doing? It, to me, this is a sexism and propaganda on the march, and I don't see any point to it. Well, and I can understand... I'm not going to do anything that's all violence. Well, I think that there'll be a lot. Actually, I think, I think attitudes actually. I think attitudes, uh, public attitudes, actually have a lot more to do with the with the kind of ways people behave than laws do. For instance, I think that people are much more um, much more shaped in the way that they spend their day by what they think everybody else is going to think of them than they are by some technical statute or something. But I. I one thing, though, that you say that, that, that has some resonance for me, and that is, why isn't it just a march against violence for everybody? And that's something that we've grappled with over the years with the uh, Take Back the Night march, for instance, where men are not allowed to, to walk in the march. You know, it's a march for mm -hmm. women to take back the night, and we've had prominent Londoners who have complained about that and said it should be a march against violence for everybody. And I think the reason that it isn't, uh, I know that the technical reason they will say is, for instance, with the Take Back the Night, is that women have to symbolically reclaim the night, that they want men lining the road to show support for them, but that symbolically it has to be them uh, saying we can do it ourselves. As far as this march, though, uh, say realistically, it seems to me that when we hear about these murder suicides, it's always the guy, distraught common-law husband, goes out, kills the woman, then kills himself. And one of the things mm -hmm. that disturbs me about that, stop that eh? well, what disturbs me about that is that we're almost inured to it. We're almost used to it, and uh, it shouldn't. Sh it should shock us. And one of the things I almost wonder about is whether, because the guy kills himself, somehow we think that. Uh, well, he's atoned for it, uh, you know, somehow, uh, you know, there's been a price paid or something. Oh, do you really think? Okay. Do you think I don't know. I don't believe that. I don't know. Uh, why is it that uh, we see it and we see it and we see it, and it seems to me there isn't that much happening around it. But we don't see it and see it and see it. I mean, statistically, it's a, it's a tiny fraction of the uh, lives that end in this country end in that fashion, a minuscule fraction, uh, even, even in terms of... Uh, there are more lives. suicides than acts of violence. Indeed. Well, again, a suicide, we can get back to whether it's better, it's worse to kill somebody else well, than to and kill yourself. Are, I would say it is. And there are more car accidents, people die, more people die in car accidents than die of, of, of the suicide and, and murder combined. So, 
I, I guess my question, I, I share some of Bob's concern, and I, I share your... your oh, in the middle. I am indeed, which is where I'm, you know, that's where I'm supposed <laughs> to be. In the center. But I, I like the idea of, of uh, the social involvement of younger people. I like the idea of getting to think about social issues. But, but with Bob, I still have an ongoing concern about this issue of men's violence. Now, you're, I get the sense that you're not comfortable with that either. I mean, you've said that you have some questions about that. Yeah, that's right. That uh, ideally there would be uh, a march against all violence. However, having said that, I guess one of the things that uh, that for me is as uh, a rule is you know if I don't like the way somebody else is doing something, I should go and do it myself mm -hmm. the way I want it to be yeah. done. And if there are people out there who think male violence is the big issue for them, then they want to have a march. Great. And nobody's suggesting that uh, you can't have a march against female violence. Anybody who wants to is welcome to do that. And I guess I would rather have two marches than no marches. Josh Lammer and Bob Metz, my guests on Left, Right, and Center today. Uh, Robert, you wanted to say something more about this uh, gender again statistics come into this you know 50% of women claim that they're abused by by age 16 well that statistic in isolation might even be valid who knows because the question that hasn't been asked is how many boys or young men of the same age period would answer the same thing I think uh, what's coming out is you know the more studies you see is that there's basically an equality of violence among the sexes the differential being the fact that the male is generally the stronger of the species and 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 more often can inflict more damage in a moment of rage um, again why we're 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 making such a sexist issue out of this i think it speaks to the whole feminist agenda and, and to and to the idea that uh, there's something inherently wrong with men and, and and it's a way of also avoiding the real issues of what actually does cause violence where where does violence actually start um i i know for a fact that uh, 40 to 60 percent of most violence has alcohol involved mm -hmm. Um, why aren't they marching against alcohol or alcohol abuse or trying to educate people in this regard? No, they're telling us that men are evil, women are good, and give us money. That's what it seems to me. I don't recall reading that in the literature anyway. Well, why? <laughs> it's, it's implicit. It's implicit in the fact that you're having a marching. It's implicit in the fact that you're having a march against male violence. Um, you know, men are also the, the largest victims of violence, and you know, m more so than women, and, and of serious violence. So, so to make men, uh, you know, both the victim and the perpetrator wouldn't serve any purpose. So you get into the sexist thing where, where it's, it's male violence. Why is that? What is the lesson the kids that you're trying to teach? And when you say that men are the largest victims of violence, do you mean by other men? Yeah. Okay, well, well that's not the point. <laughs> well, that's, and that's by male women. Violence. That's and by thing. women. We're saying that uh, we're marching against male violence, you know, and, and I hope that next week there is a march against female violence. That would be great. But is there, is there not a problem here, Jeff? Uh, uh, and again, I'm going to speak from the center ground. Somebody who's just looking at both sides with the quizzical expression. Um, is there not a problem, though, that, that has not been addressed as a... You say, it's, let's have one next week for female violence, but it, isn't that kind of beside the point? Isn't the issue here that perhaps we are less effective in, in countering violence in our society because we have allowed it to become polarized along sexual lines? Well, I don't think pol the polarization is a recent thing, and when Bob talks about the, uh, the obvious fact that most men are bigger than most women, so there is that potential for... Uh, more harm quickly caused. The other th realities are that historically men have had the economic power as well, that it's been much easier for a man to leave uh, a household than it has been for a woman. Um, that This is not a recent phenomenon, and the fact that people point it out now doesn't mean that it's just been invented. It's that people are now saying, this is a real problem, this really exists. Uh, and fundamentally for me, I, you know, you talk about the studies, 
everything that I've ever heard is that there are a lot more women being killed by men each year than vice versa. Uh, and anecdotally, I, geez, I came back from Toronto um, over the Easter break, uh, driving under the um, uh, Bloor Viaduct. And of course, there's a dead body lying in the middle of the road with a blanket over it. And we read the next day that this is a guy who had just finished killing his wife and then goes jumps off the Bloor Viaduct. You know, that we see that stuff out in the community. We do read about it. It does exist. And I think that it's useful for us as, as uh, adults to be helping kids to sort of put it in a context and say, you know, this ain't good. This but is something you, you got to be aware of and do something about. But if you're saying that it's male violence that is the problem, and you're saying this to little boys and little girls, is there not a danger that you're letting little girls off the hook? We're also hearing that young women today are more violent than ever, that uh, gang violence and even non-gang violence, just teenage violence among girls is skyrocketing. Some people have posited, that. Well, well, some right. people have posited right. that it may be that the focus has been on male violence and kind of let the girls off the hook. Well, I know Dr. Laura said some incredible things on her show where she talks about not only how much violence women perpetrate, but how much they instigate even in the opposite sex. And even you well, get, you you get statistics. Well, well, there's the, well, there's well, the great buzzword. Well, well, that's right. Uh, you made me mad. I have to hit you. Of, I can't of, help it. Of the statistic <laughs> that a woman kills her, her child once every hour in the United States. I find that an, an alarming statistic. I would suggest that um, everybody, everybody who, uh, who hits somebody says, I was provoked. You know, it's the oldest excuse well, in the world. Well, generally they were. You know, I mean, <laughs> you can't why do people, what causes violence? Look at on a picket Nothing line. Nothing justifies it. What causes it. violence on a picket line? What causes violence? Generally, uh, if you're talking public violence, you know, and you're talking, uh, you're talking issues where people want something that's not earned. They want to take it by force, okay? So they resort to force. Where persuasion fails, you use force. And actually, I think we teach violence and teach violence in our society all the time. Our schools are run on a system of force. Our whole, uh, you know, whole aspects of our society. We well, have I guess force, health care, force, force. That's force. all force too. Force is, you know, might is right, and that is what we teach. And then we have these silly little marches to to pretend to ourselves that we don't believe this. Yet we practice it in every government policy, and we don't believe in leaving people free to make their own choices. And we don't want to hold people accountable. Uh, you know. I know of people who've reported to me that they've uh, countered some of these uh, people who stand at the uh, at the booths to collect money. I, th I don't know if it's the white ribbon or blue ribbon campaign against male violence, but uh, when you suggest to these people that male perpetrators of violence should be held totally accountable and treated, you know, mm -hmm. un under criminal law and, and like that, they don't, they, oh no, you can't do that. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you're here protesting against male violence and you don't want to see any consequences. What is it they want to do? Well, we want to prevent it. We want to prevent it. Well, prevention is a non-issue. Prevention you cannot do. Governments cannot prevent crime. You don't. You can't go putting people in jail for murders they didn't commit because they have to commit the murder first. Yeah, but you can scare you, know? you can scare them into not committing the murder, can't you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think capital punishment has ever been a deterrent. I don't think. No, I'm not uh, talking about it as a deterrent, but uh, capital punishment. But if you kill somebody, you're going to go to jail. That's oh, going to make you stop and think about it, isn't it? Well, not really. I I, I don't think most people who kill people are worried about the consequences. Uh, um, you know, it always used to amaze me that that we're, for example, in our society, one of the paradoxes I always found is that we consider the, the hired killer, the guy that goes out and kills somebody, as a great danger to society, and we want to give that guy death penalties and real severe penalties, whereas the guy who loses it just emotionally and kills people, well, he's not as serious to me. I think the second guy's a bigger problem than the first guy. If you're the victim, yeah. Yeah. We're going to go to the phones now, and Brenda joins us on left, right, and center. Good morning, Brenda. Hi. Hi. Um, I'd like to talk to Robert here. Yes. Um, Robert... When was the last time you were afraid that you might get raped if you walked across a parking lot in a short skirt in the dark? 
Well, I don't wear a short skirt. Exactly, and you don't have to think about that when you get ready to go out at night. But Brenda, there's another side to that, if I can interject for a moment. Uh, I can tell you the last time I was worried about my safety walking across the parking lot at night was last night. Uh, as a male, and not of not of being sexually assaulted, but of being assaulted and robbed, the the idea that we are but, uh, yeah, Jim. Let me ask you: Were you afraid that you would be assaulted and robbed by a woman? No, just assaulted and robbed. Assault, generally speaking, assaulted and robbed. Generally speaking, but the fear is still there. You see, the point I'm trying to make is women do raise this, and quite rightly, they do have a fear of sexual assault, and I understand the fear. But men are not immune to to fear of assault as well. It may be a different nature. Uh, but but certainly there are any street that you'd be concerned to walk down late at night any dark street you'd be worried about as a woman I would be worried about as a man yeah I, I agree with that it, that's kind of like the snake pit you know the rattlesnake everybody's afraid of getting you know bit by a rattlesnake and cautious the issue with male violence is that and let me use an, I, an example here, um, a visual example. Robert, if I used all the force that I have and slapped you across the face, it would sting really bad and probably hurt your self-esteem. If you used all your force and slapped me across the face, you, you would probably cause bodily damage, perhaps knock me unconscious. Mm -hmm. You can use, simply by being a male, threat of physical violence as a method to control me interestingly and intimidate though, me. Interestingly though, Brenda, uh, there are a number of new two studies I can think of in particular that I've seen in the last about year and a half, both of which show very conclusively that, that in, in domestic violence, male-female violence, women are far more likely to use a weapon against the male. And statistically, there's, there's some kind of equilibrium there. If Robert hits you uh, yeah, the chances are that physically he will do more damage, but statistically you are much less likely to slap him than you are to stab him with a pair of scissors, for example. And, and that's true, but let's look at why the violence is occurring. The males, I, I would say that the woman is using a, a weapon in order to equalize, to equalize, yeah. to equalize herself. So you should, be, you should be in favor of everyone owning a gun. Because she feels threatened. Mm -hmm. So the violence... I'm speaking in general terms here. Sure. The, the violence that women are perpetrating is self-protective. Oh, no, wait a minute. Now, just no, a minute. No, Let no, me finish the, here. The Where don't it, show it, that. To protect themselves or empower themselves uh -huh. against an aggressor. Well, that's not what the statistics show. So, and again, I'm, I'm not a big fan of statistics because they can be manipulated a lot. But both the studies I saw suggested that there was as much aggression on the part and intimidation on the part of the females as there were on the males in the, in the, the, the uh, couples that were studied. Well, you know, if that's the case, then I would have to agree with Robert. We should be out there marching against violence, violence. right across the board. Yeah. Brenda, I have to leave it because we've got people waiting, but I thank you for your thoughts today. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. And Doug's up next. Hi, Doug. Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. Good. Um, I, I just, I guess I'm a little tired of sort of the male bashing thing. I mean, I, I've been down, you know, downtown on a, on a Friday night wanting perhaps to go to a movie, and you see these large gangs of kids, and quite often half or more of the kids are, are, are girls. Mm -hmm. And... You know, they've got the, the nine earrings in the, in the ear and the whole bit, and sometimes they just look a little menacing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy, but I do feel a little bit scared. 
And, you know, I'm to the point where I won't take my family downtown on, a, on an evening because of the people on the street. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, you're not not just, it's not just males yeah. that I'm scared of. You're not afraid of male violence. You're worried about violence, I'm just period. worried about violence in general. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I applaud people who want to march against violence, but it should be against violence not a specific, you know, gender violence. Yeah. So you say uh, it's worse that they march for against male violence than not to march at all? Well, no, but, uh, no, I don't agree with that. But why, why can't they march against violence in general? Mm. I mean, why can't we unite as a, as a community and march against something that we all abhor? Yeah, appreciate the call today, Doug. All right, then. Thank you. Jeff, I got to say, though, I think your comment's a little disingenuous. Because it's not a choice between marching against male violence or not marching at all. I mean, the people who are marching, quote, against male violence, have the opportunity, have the option to be more inclusive. So it's not an either-or situation. Well, and in fact, what we've seen over the last several years is things have changed. And uh, we've talked before on the show about uh, uh, whether discrimination is ever appropriate to fight discrimination and whether you may have a temporary discrimination to try and fight a situation that, uh, that is imbalanced. What we've seen, for instance, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I ran in the, um, in the uh, run to raise money for Battered Women's Advocacy Clinic. Mm-hmm. And it, this is the first year that it was open to men. In past years, it was women only. We've seen that change with the Take Back the Night March. Now men are, have been invited much more uh, to be involved than they have been in the past. And I think that we do evolve in those ways. But I think that at root, though, sometimes it is appropriate that sometimes you have to push the pendulum back a little further in the other direction to make up for it having been too far uh, in the wrong direction. Don't you think, though, that the, that the reason that you're having a, a, a march against male violence is really fundamentally to create more division between the sexes? I mean, you have to polarize this issue. That's why I think it serves more of a feminist uh, agenda, because it's, it's part of that agenda to have that polarization in place. You've got to have the two players, uh, the good guy and the bad guy. Which didn't exist before feminists. Well, there was no disparity between men and women and before there were feminists? I don't think they were marching against male violence. No, but was there before. a difference between men and women? Were women disadvantaged in society before we had feminists? I imagine some were. As well, were a lot were in a lot of yeah. big ways. Well, sure. You know, so that's the thing is that if there was a huge disadvantage no, 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 before, no. how far do you push it back? Do you push it back to zero or do you go too far you, the you other way for a while? You push it back to equal rights. Everybody's treated equally before and under the law. One, if, if, if you shoot me or a woman shoots me or, or, or anybody shoots me, they should be treated the same. There's yeah, no, no kidding. But why, why do we have to have this distinction, this distinction, you know, march against male violence? It's insulting. Okay, let's go back to the phones here. Georgina's up next. Hi, Georgina. Hi, how are you, Jim? Fine, thank you. Good. Um, yeah, I, I question the, uh, the good that this march is doing. Um, yes, you do want to, ra- to raise awareness that violence is bad. But the thing is, um, it is an attack on the males. And it also terrorizes girls. I know 16-year-old girls that will not answer the door if their parents aren't home. And I mean, like, at the age of 16, I think a girl should be able to answer the door. Well, people would say that, that, that they're right to be terrorized, that there is genuine danger there. But then, you, then what will happen is that because they're terrorized to be alone, they have to have somebody with them. So it creates a dependency on other people. And instead of being able to be independent, they become the weak, helpless little person even if they, even if it's just in their imagination. Mm-hmm. So what about newspapers then? Should they not report when crimes occur? Because no, I'm not saying that you, you, you want to deny information, but you don't want to sensationalize it. Uh, in what sense is it sensationalizing it to, uh, to have a march to say we don't like it? 
Um, they're not making any money off of it. Nobody's suggesting. It's not like uh, American television where, you know, you see crime after crime after crime uh, well, because, it, because it sells advertising the revenue. The sensationalization comes in the splitting of the sexes. That's, that, to me, is sensational. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, and, and that's... It makes the women feel that they're the only ones that need to be afraid of being attacked. Really? And, like, if you, get, if, you, you, if you take a look at the swarming that the kids do, they attack guys more than they attack girls. I, I, I think. I don't know that for a fact. So, again, what are you suggesting that the only way you should ever have any march is to oppose violence generally, or you shouldn't raise the issue at all because it might upset the kids? No, I'm suggesting that you should rate that it should be against violence, period. Yes, you should make girls aware of the fact that uh, they are physically weaker than the boys, therefore you better be a little more careful. And as a, as a, a mother of two daughters, I mean, like they're, they're very young right now, but... Uh, um, I intend to, that they will be aware of the fact that they are weaker, and so you better take precautions when you're out in the evening or even in the daytime. Like, when I walk with my daughter, I, I, if, if it's after dark, I'll say to her, um, you stay on the sidewalk, and you see those bushes over there, we're just going to make sure we're on this side of the sidewalk, even though it's broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, like, make them street smart. Mm -hmm. Sure, that makes good sense. And I assume that you would agree that it's good that the kids are at least getting involved in something and taking, uh, you know, becoming aware of an issue and uh, yes, taking some action good. around it. But I would like to see it more against violence, period, as opposed to violence by men. All right, Georgina, thanks for the call. Okay, bye thanks. Bye. And Jeff's up next. Hello, Jeff. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Um, I think it's... Uh, all, all the problems that we can talk about, whether it be violence, uh, you know, uh, sexual in nature or not, and, and crime in general, uh, stems back to the family unit. I think, uh, you know, the economy and, and the way society has gone uh, with two parents working and uh, kids left uh, with too much time uh, by themselves, you know, why don't we concentrate our efforts at the school level in the, in the you know, the primary grades and... and as opposed to, you know, doing this once-a-year street march. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And actually, at a lot of the schools, they have assemblies as part of this. And I know that uh, one of them, they had had, uh, I think it was Western's football team came out last year, and they're trying to tap in, I think, to the idea that there is an element of hero worship and an element of, of modeling of behavior after people that, that you admire. But it's, it's quite controversial. Last year in Collingwood, the student who organized it was suspended for 10 days for organizing it, and the event was banned. Yeah. Uh, in Barrie, the event was banned uh, for the kinds of reasons that we've talked about today here. Yeah. And also, I don't think uh, the laws... Uh, and, and and the control that the police have helped uh, in any way at all. I mean, if, if some lady is being abused at home uh, and calls the police or, or, or says, you know, I feel threatened, like my life is threatened here, you know, the, the police can't do anything in, until she's found in a ditch. Mm -hmm. I don't understand no. that either. No, and, and obviously we do need to make more uh, progress in that area as well. Jeff, appreciate the call, sir. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Bye -bye. I have a question for both you guys, though. Am I, am I off the beam here in, in being concerned um, about identifying male violence from, ne never mind from a, whether the females are equally violent or whatever, but I have a little concern here about the stigmatization and, and, and that males, as males, are fair game. If they were to change, for example, um, to uh, this is a march against uh, violence by immigrant males, in this country, there would be a hue and cry from one end of the country to the other, saying, "Well, you can't do that. You can't, you can't identify immigrant males, people from other cultures, where perhaps they're not as sensitive to women as we are. You, you can't do that. That's terrible. 
You can't do that. And I don't think there's any question that you'd hear that from every sector of our community would say, no, you can't do that. You betcha. But take the word immigrant away and just leave the males, which is even more inclusive, including more people and, and, and uh, potentially uh, creating negative feelings about even more people, and it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, is there, is, do you see any problem with that, Jeff? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that, and in fact, uh, I've got a, my brochure here of the, uh, of the walk, and uh, they've got an article about a UNICEF report uh, talking about uh, sexual violence around the world and some of the customs around the world, like um, uh, genital mutilation and all those kinds of things. Uh, and I think that they are uh, aware of those kinds of issues, but, but your point about political correctness and whether or not you can criticize certain groups and not otherwise, uh, speaking as a lawyer, it was a butt of lawyer jokes every day. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I am aware of what you're talking about, and I think that it's a matter of sort of balancing issues. But I think that to say that... Uh, but where's the balance, though? And I'm not, I'm not saying we should be talking about immigrant males or immigrant females. or anybody. Oh, That wasn't the point. The, the point is, however, that as long as we don't restrict it to anything other than males, it, it we're fair game. You know, you're, you're as guilty as I am, as Bob is, simply by the virtue of the fact that we have penises. And that, that troubles me, that kind of inclusion. It's a, it's a form of, it's like racism, it's sexism, and, which I said right at the top. Uh, I, I even have to question, um, you know, in the sense that, like, for example, aiming a message like that at me, I, I can honestly tell you I've never hit anybody in my life, and Jeff, looking at you, I don't think you're the type of guy who would ever hit anybody either. So we're obviously... Our ratings are going to plummet here. So People we're, know we're, we're not hitting each other. You, you, you <laughs> notice they didn't include me in this little <laughs> I don't know, Jim. <laughs> but, but the point is, so is this message aimed at us? No, it's got to be aimed at the people who are hitting people. Now, to me marching down the street to convince some guy who's drunk in the bar every night getting in fights or, or causing all kinds of violence, I just, you know, <laughs> it just misses the mark. Well, drunk driving is a good example that uh, I talked earlier about how I think public attitudes do a lot more to uh, change behavior than laws do, for instance. We've seen a, an immense change in the acceptability of drunk driving in the last 15 years. And, and I think that that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. And my, my point by raising the UNICEF article was to say that they are criticizing uh, other cultures where violence is a problem. They're saying violence is bad, yeah, but yeah, they but are discriminating between men and women. And is that, is that going to help, I guess, ultimately? You keep, yeah. you keep coming back to, isn't it better to have at least this march than no march at all? But all the effort and energy that's put into this march, plus all the effort and energy that might come from people like Bob, if it was a march against violence in general or other people who feel that way, it just, I, I, I still have a problem understanding why this continuing focus on male violence. Well, it may come back to, uh, to beliefs that we hold that may be fundamentally different. I happen to believe that there's a lot more violence by men against women than vice versa, and a lot more uh, serious violence. When I think about uh, the, the murder-suicides that I talked about earlier, I can't think of a case where I've read in the paper that a woman got mad at a guy, uh, terrorized him, then killed him, then killed herself. I, I can't remember that ever happening, and yet every week we read about it happening with men doing it to women. So I just believe that it's a much worse problem for men doing it to women, and that that's why it's appropriate for now that it be a march against male violence. But but I've always talked in the past about affirmative action and that the uh, uh, the ultimate goal of affirmative action is to arrive at zero, to have nobody discriminating against anybody, and hopefully they'll achieve that here eventually. Well, what, what, wouldn't it make more sense than of a march against psychotic male violence? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, seriously. Well, that's that's you know. basically the issue, isn't it? To me, I will go that one step further. Why march on this at all? Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's one legitimate reason for this march, mm -hmm. and they're raising money. Mm -hmm. It's like a march for cancer, you know, mm -hmm. raising dime for a mile. That, that to me, would make sense, mm -hmm. okay? We're, 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 we're raising money to fund these, these organizations to help victims of violence, okay? That, 
That would be great. And they're good organizations. You like that? Idea? Well, well, if they serve a purpose, I don't know that much. There's there's several of them there, and mm -hmm. I think sure if, if someone's a victim of violence and hasn't got any place to go, why not? Why shouldn't the community help out and create create something like okay. that? That's not the issue for me. The issue again comes back to uh, the message that's being sold with this march, and 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 the belief that a march like this, you know. Okay, so I've, I've been thinking about violence for an hour now. What has that accomplished? What will that really do? I can think about well, male the, violence all day long in and the mind it will of a not kid, reduce hopefully, it. Hopefully it will change some of the other influences that they have. I look at some rap music, for instance, which is extremely violent and extremely anti-woman, mm -hmm. and they're listening to this stuff, and it's like they're getting that influence, but they're also getting this other influence by peers well, music, saying, music that's music. not the way to go, that's bad. You know? Music is music. It's not violence. It's not hitting anybody on the head. It may be offensive. If it influences it may, kids, though. Well, that's why people write music. That's why they write poetry. That's why they write... Everyone wants to influence everybody else. That's know, the whole point. But if, if a rapper can write but, a song saying that you should beat up your girlfriend, surely I can then say to my son, I'd rather you didn't. Well, absolutely. You can, you can do but that. But isn't that the point? You should be saying that to your son. He shouldn't have to need to see a parade to drive well, that sure, but he'll on. be there, and I'll be there, and this will focus that issue for, see, for him and I, and we'll talk about I, it. I really agree with, with, with caller Georgina, who said that uh, you know, this creates fear and dependency. I really think it's a form of fear-mongering, especially to create fear among women. Well, so, not saying anything untrue. And, and, and it, well, not untrue, but totally out of proportion. Come on. Like, you really, it's not that dangerous out there. I mean, I've been assaulted once in my life by a male, okay? And that was about 15 years ago. And it was a minor thing, and that's my whole life experience in half a century um, it, with, with, quote, male violence. The women I know <laughs> tell me it's, it's a lot scarier out there for a woman than a man. And I, well, no there, there's kidding. With, people, with, I have no reason to disbelieve them. With people marching around like this, uh, telling them that the world's a dangerous and malevolent place. <laughs> the women no I know are not getting influenced paranoid. by this march. The women I know are, are our age, and uh, they say it's a dangerous place out there, and they read newspapers. They see the way things are. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Deborah joins us next. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Fine, thank you. That's good. Um, I just, well, I think it's Robert that said that uh, this is a silly march. If it um, stops one person from raising their hand against another person, then it's not silly. We start with respect from each other. And you can't, you can't say it's silly just because it's against men. If I went down there and I had a generalized sign against violence, would I be refused to march in the march? Why can't I say it's silly because it's against men? Isn't that silly? Don't you violence think that's silly? is violence. Well, it doesn't I, that's matter what I'm if trying the march is just for men. We have marches against children's sexual abuse. And the fact is that more men are coming out with um, charges against men for being abused. Mm -hmm. But it will get there eventually. But if I walk down the street with a sign and generalize it, men, women, and children, I could still march. Yes, your point being. The point being is that, like, it's, it's just because you get more people out because it's against men, and that's what we need is awareness. If one person gets aware of what's going on, instead of shoving it in the closet like we have been doing for... Well, you know what I've been made aware of from this march? That uh, the people who organize it don't like men. Oh, I that's, haven't. That's I have I got. dealt with the sexual assault center and all that, and like that's the least of their concern. No, but you're talking about the message. You're, you're saying what message is being sent here? I've I've heard no message. There's no nobody in this whole march talking about what causes violence. I don't hear anybody talking about alcohol. I don't hear anybody talking about the the domestic pressures, which is where most of this kind of violence occurs, is in the home. The kind it's been, this is being directed at. We don't hear any talk about. 
uh, the quest for unearned things, that you have to earn things in life. You can't expect things to be given to you, which causes... Well, the speeches. That's what the speeches are for. Well, yeah, and also, too, when you go to these, um, like in the park or anything, uh, the community, there is booths set, set up against alcoholism. There is stuff out there. They do stuff like that. It's not in the newspaper. It's not yeah. in the literature. <laughs> newspaper writes what it wants to write. Yeah. So I don't, like, if you go out to um, the days uh, in Victoria Park, there's, ma they, there's massive booths on everything against violence, children, women, alcoholism, even in um, the old Eaton's building this week, on the second floor and the first floor. They had booths, all, all of it. Like, it, it covers an expanded area. This is just one part of the organization is doing as men against violence against men. There's well, other been marches. What would you it, think is the most important thing that, that, you, that, that is being said in all these groups that would actually persuade somebody who is of a violent nature and to not be violent. What do you think is the most important thing? I message? think the most important thing is the people that are not violent see it and maybe they'll say something instead of walking away from it. So, 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 so this is directed at me and Jeff then, these kinds well, of marches, not, at, not at the people a variety, uh, a variety of people. It's not directed at one person. Right. Deborah, thank you for your call okay. today. Bob, what about the preventive well, function, though? De I mean, Deborah just has basically admitted that, that no, this, these marches won't do anything for the violent guy. It's me and Jeff well, that's got to pay attention. Well, I suggest do a ton for the violent guy. So and there's all kinds of people who have changed their behavior again because they see it's just not cool. You don't do that. We don't act that well, way. If you do, you're going to have no friends in I high school. I think people change that behavior, changes behavior when consequences are enacted upon undesirable behavior. Um, whether they be social, legal, whatever. Yeah, but that's what Jeff's saying, isn't it? Uh, it's social consequences. Well, but that's not what the march is. Well, this march may not prevent uh, the Joe Individual from slapping his wife tonight, but is it not possible that Joe Individual's son, who is exposed to this, may have more reinforcement for what his dad is doing being wrong than traditionally in those homes he grows up to be an abuser, too? Is there not some value there? I imagine in that case there could be. Hello, Jim. Yeah, good morning. How are you guys? Fine, thanks. A uh, couple, couple comments. One, the, the students that are marching today, is that during the daytime? Yep. See, I have a problem with them being excused from school to march for a special agenda march. Special, I mean, we're not paying teachers tax, tax dollars to have the kids march for a special interest group. Secondly, the comment's been made that violence is violence, and that's not a truth. For instance, firstly myself, I believe this march against male violence, it offends me as a male. And I would support the march if it was march against violence, because like, like Bob says, the message it's sending is we don't like males, and males are all violent, and I think that's wrong. Morris Delacosta in this column says that only 10% of the group was men. Why are there not more male support? Well, as long as you keep on bashing me, I'm not going to support you. Secondly, or thirdly, they make the point that violence is violence, and they use the, uh, I don't know the exact date, January the 7th or February the 7th date, when Mark Lapine murdered the 14 women. Mm -hmm. right. and, and they use this as, as, as the epitome of male violence. My friends, that was an aberration. That was a blip, hopefully, on society, because let me ask you guys, when was the last time 14 women were murdered in Canada? Last week in Strathroy? How about Toronto? So they use this situation, and all violence is not wrong because, I mean, there are certain situations where we employ violence to do laudable acts. We give, we give police the right to use violence. You protect your homes with violence. So 
this well, whole of course, thing I about think the violence. state has the right to do it, but you, I don't you, think you and I do. You bring up a... Well, I what? Yes, we I do. I don't have the right? Oh, really? Yes, we do. If Absolutely. I'm walking down the road, Jeff, and I see your wife or girlfriend being attacked by a man, I'm going to grab a two-by-four, I'm going to break both his legs to protect your wife. Well, you should come out to the march then. Well, I guess the other question is whether you'd like to organize a march about general violence. If it's such a burning issue for you, go out and organize a march. That'd be terrific. I'll come. The message that this march is sending is fueled by the radical feminist agenda that men are bad. Well, if you go into it with that kind of blinkers on, then obviously you're not going to understand well, we anything about what it's about. Ideas and agendas. You don't think they have an agenda for this march? The march again, of course. By definition, violence. if you define agenda, you're suggesting it's an inappropriate agenda. That's the issue. Well, so we all have our own little agendas, then, don't we? When I get up in the morning, I have the agenda of putting on my socks. Exactly. The, point <laughs> so is the message that they're sending is that men are wrong, and all violence is not wrong. No, they're not. I have the not right in any way use, at all. I have the right male to use violence, violence is bad. You shouldn't beat up people. Everyone has a, the right. We shouldn't to beat use, up people. To use I don't force think so. In, in I believe that's bad. So if someone's performing a criminal act, I don't have the right to beat them up. You have the right to restrain them, but not to beat them up. We just don't have that kind of system anymore. We did have a system where we'd lash, you know, fly. I'm going to protect my we just don't live in that world my In the restraining, you have to rely on force. Exactly. Okay. And, and I'm not going to put a gun to his head, but I'm going to protect my family, and I may have to use force. And that's, oh, one, that's one of the force. big issues that is that in every conflict of violence, you're going to have both sides saying, well, I'm using it defensively, and he offended against me. But this isn't a march about restraining people. It's a march about killing people. It's a march about beating people, uh, you know, for reasons that have nothing to do with uh, restraint. This is a march about violence. Well, let's, yeah, you want to talk about the march. What about the violence? There's two types. There's offensive and defensive. And, you know, you go to the high schools today, and they've got these stupid zero-tolerance things against violence, which basically in practice means that a kid cannot defend himself on a schoolyard if he's getting beat up. Exactly. Or he, I, would, I or he will suffer wrong. the same consequences as the offender. But and what I've do you do about it? Happen. What's the solution? You just give you them all give, boxing you, gloves? Well, that's the way it was when I was a kid. We, we settled our arguments out in the schoolyard. World. <laughs> it was. It settled things very quickly. The teachers were always it's there. It's a mess. They sure and no now they've got, got weapons. Killed. Well, that's because of these stupid equating defensive and offensive violence with each other. That's why kids can't tell the difference But anymore. I would suggest that the weapons came first and, and then the uh, policies to try and deal with the weapons. If you people all seem to think we live in a nirvana if only we get a banner key. Well, Jeff, because we, we just duke weapons. it all out and what at the end we have a few weapons? people left standing. Jeff, let me suggest to you that you go back to the organizers of this walk and say, let's try making it a walk against violence, offensive violence, and see what kind of a turnout you would get. You would get men that would support you, but as long as you keep on bashing me, and that's what you do with a walk against male violence, you want to know something? It's one out of a thousand that are bad, or one out of ten thousand, whatever the stats are. I mean, not, I mean, your next door neighbors, I mean, and, a, and the guy behind you in the block, the average male is not that way, yet you make it seem that way. You make it seem like that we're scum. Well, it is difficult for us to take responsibility for other people who are similar to us, the things they do. Some people say, it's that other guy, it's not me. Or other people say, you tell that, that guy's got a problem, and I want to try and do something but about it. But you know what that is, Jeff? You guys use the punch clock mechanism. When one person's late out of 10,000 Ford employees, they put a punch clock in, rather than deal with the one person. Well, listen, you know... Isn't that the truth? I, I don't know. I don't, never worked at Ford. But uh, oh, as no, far as your point, like that and deal with the, deal as with far the as question. your point as to whether or not it's appropriate to say that there are individuals who have caused this, of course that's true. The question is whether there's anything that you and I should do about it. Should but we take, take any responsibility for you that? You dip it into your paint of paint of paint of liberalism, and you and you paint us all with the same brush. But if you've heard the show throughout, you've heard the, me say that I that I recognize a it's a form of discrimination. They are discriminating in this place. It's uh, it's. Uh, so what are you going to do about it? So the question is, what do we that? end up with? Well, if you want, I'll go tell the, the march organizer. 
organizers and some people called in today and said, would you please make a general violence and not violence against men? However, whether that's appropriate today or not, I'd say no, it's not today. But hopefully five years from now it will be. And that's what we've seen is these things changing in those ways to get back to zero. So I, we're not discriminating against anybody. I doubt that'll happen. Uh, Jim, appreciate your All call, right, thanks. thanks for joining us. Um, well, wait a minute, though. I got a, there's a little dichotomy here now. On the one hand, you're saying that you recognize that this is discrimination, and you've come out four square against discrimination in the past on this very program. I know, I, why, why would you go and march in this I'm thing, the affirmative then? action guy. I'm the guy who says sometimes you have to go beyond what's the middle ground in order to right a past wrong. And you have to do it, hopefully, for a temporary time. Well, not hopefully. It has to be for a temporary time. What wrong time. is being righted by marching against male violence? You know, you said it was difficult. Male violence is a lot was... worse right now than female violence. You said it it's was a difficult. problem today. Yeah, but listen to what you said. You said it was difficult for people like you and me to take on the responsibility of the other guy who's committing the violence. You're mm -hmm. darn right. It's damn impossible because I didn't commit those acts, and I cannot take, accept responsibility for acts that someone else committed. To even suggest such a thing is offensive. As a society, we all have a responsibility to try and do something about well, it. And if I have a friend who's beating somebody, my or if I see it, or I if I have people. anything to do about it, if I have any influence at all, I should use that influence to try and prevent it from happening by other people. But even you said, oh, you can't use force up to a certain point. You can only restrain people. So I've got to sit there and hold a guy down, and that's my responsibility to society. No, we're talking about changing attitudes. And we're talking about whether or not if, an issue, if a talk comes up uh, someplace about uh, some athlete who, who uh, is accused of having killed his wife or beaten somebody or somebody, you have a talk with your son about it or your daughter and say, that's bad. It's well, definitely bad. Well, you've got those rap lyrics saying that uh, beating up your girlfriend is a good thing. You say, that's bad, too. You know, yeah, but, but we don't do no, that no, 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 around that's here. Not Hopefully the you won't want to. The, the message is actually, son, that's bad. And by the way, men are evil. And you've got to keep an eye on, on, on that sex because they're bad. Keep away that, from that. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't but, think I've said the no, men are evil today once. <laughs> no, but that's what the march is saying. But just by the, by the very fact, it's a march against male violence. We've I, said there's a problem with male violence, and there is. Uh, well, there's a problem with violence that, that, man, that men commit a great percentage of violence is not an issue. It's a non-issue. The other thing, Statistics I guess, are not issues. That I've said over and over again is different people have different ways of getting to where they want to be. I think we all agree where we'd like to be is not to have that violence. Where we disagree is how do you go about it? Okay, where I this has controversy. Where I have to be is with our commercial endorsers, and we're going to do that right now. We have Denny who's waiting on the phone. Good morning, Denny. Hi, guys. Just a question for both the fellows. I guess uh, in society, generally, who is charged with raising these... Uh, uh, for the most part, anyway, these uh, violent men from child to adulthood. I see where you're going. You're saying that uh, that women raise raise yeah. children, which is a point Dr. Laura makes a lot too. Yeah, and that the, that the women are the ones who cause this violence. Just a question. Well, what, what, maybe that's a question for a whole show. What role do women play in, in, in establishing the set of values yeah. upon which young young men are growing up? Thanks for raising it, Denny. I appreciate you it. You bet. Thank you, sir. Well, it quickly, just a couple minutes left, and it's a loaded topic, but uh, one of the arguments that the women make about this is that even though they may be the caretakers of record, that in fact they are powerless in a home where a violent male rules the home, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so they really don't have control over these kids. That's the argument. Do you buy that at all, Bob? Well, I'm certain there's some pressure there if that violence is coming from the, the spouse, but I, was, I thought we were talking here about the kids. Uh, male children. Are you talking? Are you? Is that what you well, mean? No, but I'm violent male children. The, the defense that I've heard uh, when this issue has been raised is that, all right, the the this this little boy grows up to be a violent male, even though mom was there and should have you know should have been able to steer him right. But the argument is that mom does not have the ability or the freedom to do that because the abusive father really runs the show. And even though mom is the caretaker of note or of record, in fact, 
what she thinks and what she believes is much less important than what the kid sees from his dad. Well, that's the argument. Well, that's a valid argument in a situation where that exists. Um, certainly, the child may walk away with, well, you know, dad did it that way, I can do it too. I'm not going to argue with that. That's conditioning. But the next step that I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand is whether Denny is suggesting that women do it on purpose. That is, they raise their sons to be violent or that it happens by accident in some way. Well, maybe he's suggesting that women should be thinking about male violence. You know what I'd like to know? <laughs> you, know the stat, you know the stat I'd like to know? I'd like to know, and I, we've heard all the stats about women abused and blah, blah, blah. The stat I'd like to know is how many men don't ever abuse anybody. I've never seen that stat. I mean, are we talking about 5% of the males, 2%, 25%? I've never, have you ever seen that, Jeff? Don't know. There's even a, another issue, too. Remember, we, we live in a global community where we see and hear and read in our paper about violent acts in Toronto, Los Angeles, in Europe. And, and you do get the idea that your immediate environment is a lot worse than mm -hmm. it is, when, oh, yeah. when really it's not. Oh, America TV. And we, and we even celebrate acts of violence annually. I mean, I mean every Valentine's Day, you're going to see movies on TV yeah. about the Valentine's Day massacre. Oscar, yeah. And so... Plus, Cupid's got that little arrow, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so you have this constant reinforcement of that violent image constantly going into us. And, and I think, you know, if you stay away from the newspapers and TV, you wouldn't even think that you lived in anything close to a violent society. Well, I think you've got a point there, particularly in our city here. And I know our chief of police wants to keep it that way. That's a, a topic we'll talk about future. Well, thank you guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Always Thanks, uh, stimulating and informative, and I hope you folks at home found it the same way too. Um, we will be back tomorrow with another edition of Talk of the Town.